0: Welcome to Stacking Stones Podcast. Hey, everyone. I am Pastor Mark, and today I have a new friend of mine, Novella Dean, who's going to be on the show today. Novella, would you say hello? Hello, everyone. Awesome. Awesome. So Novella is a a new friend of mine. We actually shared the same uh, good relationship, and so that person introduced us, and it's been a joy getting to know Novella and what she's going to be sharing today. But if you're new to the podcast, um, just wanna, just a quick reminder. We really have one focus in mind, and it's to give testimony of hearing God and seeing his miracles. And if you really like what we're doing, we would love for you to support us. Um, it's a really simple, easy way. Just click follow. And that is one simple way you can support us today. But I tell you what, before we get into Novella's testimony, Novella, would you be willing to, to share a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Absolutely. Um, As we said before, my name is Novella Dean. I was born Novella James in the Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. I spent all of my formative years there and moved to the United States when I was just shy, just about a couple weeks shy of turning 21 in my junior year of college at Florida State. The Lord has given me an amazing joy, ride, I would call it. It's just an exciting thing um, to have these experiences that I've had to attend Christ for the Nations after college and invest my life in worship ministry, um, youth ministry, college ministry, um, to, to have been able to meet amazing people and to see God do incredible things. I now live in Clovis, California with my husband and two sons, eight and almost four. I call them the three major. And uh, we have (laughs) just a a blessed life. Um, Blessed, not meaning perfect, but blessed seeing the hand of God and the provision of God, the grace of God in our lives. So that's where we are today.
0: Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. Well, how about um, you share a little bit and begin sharing the testimony you would like to share today? Sure. Hearing God and seeing his miracles.
1: In Trinidad and Tobago, there are different factors that form people's spiritualities. One of them is, of course, atheism, agnosticism, another, and syncretism, in addition to which we have singular faith in Jesus. In my home, there was a practice of syncretism. We, we um, married Christianity with Hinduism and African spiritism, and that's a common practice in the, in the Caribbean. I grew up in a home where it was practiced, but I never really invested in that. It was kind of like by default. And as I was pursuing the sciences, I ended up getting my degree at Florida State in physics and oceanography. And so that is important because that is really the, the, the academic pathway that led me to Christ. My physics tutor on campus at high school is a, is a follower of Jesus. She loves Jesus. And she invited us after our tutoring session one day to a uh, play called Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames that was uh, being toured by an American group of teenagers and their pastor. Now, Trinidad is also an island, a twin island republic that loves music and the arts. We love uh, blending uh, ethnicities, foods, music, fashion, all of it. We just love integration. And it it comes out beautifully in our arts. So needless to say, I was quite interested in the play. When it was an opportunity to get out of the house, it was an opportunity to be with my friends, and it was an opportunity to experience the arts. Excuse me. As I was getting dressed that night, I will never forget. I had not met the Lord yet. And I remember standing in front of my mirror, getting dressed, buttoning the last couple buttons on my outfit. I remember the outfit to this day, this beautiful black and tie-dye thing. And I heard a voice in the room, an audible voice that said, something is about to happen tonight. It took my breath away. I could not believe that this was happening to me. Now, the knowledge of the spiritual world was not new, as I said, but for me to hear a voice that dis- that distinct, that clear, took my breath away. I looked around the room to see who was there. There was no one in the room but me. I composed myself, finished getting dressed, hopped in the car, and we got to the church. Now. The play had just started. It was just really like a couple of minutes in, but we went and sat upstairs so we wouldn't disturb the main floor where the congregation was. So we sat in the, in, in the balcony area where the moms and the children were so the children could move around. And so the play was beautiful. I couldn't tell you what the play was about right now because what happened at the end of the play was what marked my life forever. Wow. Now we were what you would call a typical upstanding family. My mom was a single parent and so she had invested her life in making life better for us provisionally. So we went to the best schools in the country. We you know, we had we lived in a great neighborhood. We had what we needed and I'm grateful for that. Mhm but what we did not have was a knowledge of our need for Jesus. Mm. So when the pastor at the end of the play signaled for, you know, encouraged us to say the prayer of repentance, I had zero interest in it. And as a good heathen, I had my eyes closed and my head bowed. I knew what to do. Mm. At the end of this, invitation there was a, a, a man's voice right behind me to the left that said raise your hand and I didn't even open my eyes I just turned my head and I said no thank you I didn't need that I was a good girl I made great grades the pastor made the invitation again a few minutes later and the man on, on the left of my shoulder said again raise your hand And this time I was offended. So I opened my eyes and I turned to the left to see who this obnoxious, intrusive person was who did not even know me. And there was no one. Only women and children, as we had started. And the exits were too far away. I mean, how are you going to say to someone, raise your hand and just duck down the staircase? Why would you do that in the first place? So I knew at this point it was confirmed that I was having a supernatural experience. Wow! I thought to myself, well, I do have some things that people don't know about. Let me just get that cleared up. So I made my way down the staircase onto the main floor, up to the altar. And as I was praying after the pastor, the prayer of repentance, I felt like a presence settle on me so heavily that I dropped to my knees. Uh. And I just began to weep uncontrollably. Now, what I did not know was in the congregation, my godmother was sitting there who I had not seen for five years and five years specifically because she had accepted Christ five years before this day. Oh, wow. She was sitting in the audience watching the answer to her prayers specifically for me since the day she became a Christian. And there I was. and she saw the answer to five years of prayer for me
0: did you what find that gift. out later did, did, she yes, already, did i found she that, had
1: that out anything? years yeah yeah a couple years later
0: okay okay wow
1: um what happened That's next cool. it was it was just a gift for both of us we didn't plan it of course But God had his plan and he was intent on executing his plan because there were things that he wanted for her to see and for me to see.
0: You weren't going to go down anyway.
1: No, I had no plans to do it. So we got in the car with my tutor, my physics tutor, and the two other friends that I went with. Mm Mm-hmm. And my teacher slash tutor gave me some of the most solemn advice in my entire Christian walk. She said, be sure that this is what you want because this decision carries consequences. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful because what I was about to experience in the months And years that followed required Mm. that I was posed with that challenge. Wow. In the next few weeks, I experienced something that I did not know. I couldn't name. I didn't have language for it because I didn't have that experience in my natural life before. I fell in love. I had never Mm -hmm. been in love before, so I couldn't tell you that I was in love. But I know now, having been in love, that I was. I remember cleaning the bathroom one day. And of course in the Caribbean, the windows are open. And I heard birds singing like I had never heard before. And I stopped and I said, wait, did birds always do that? Did they always sound like that? And then, I looked up at the sky, and I was like, was the sky or was this blue? And I felt this fullness in my heart. And I began to praise God as I was cleaning the bathroom. Now, I was not allowed to go to church. I was forbidden, actually.
0: Uh, So what does that mean? My mean, mother wouldn't
1: let me go. She forbade oh. me to go to church when she found out that I had accepted Christ.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so you told everyone.
1: I Well, I didn't tell her. I didn't tell many people. But one day she asked me what was going on because she noticed, she said that I was reading my Bible more. I was mm. more quiet. I was praying more. So she said, what is going on with you? Mm. And uh, she had invited me to go do some prayers with her according to her practices. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. Mm. And that is when it was disclosed that I had become a follower of Jesus. That was not acceptable. And that began a series of what I now have language for called persecution. Mm -hmm. When she found out that I was still going to the Bible study on campus, it, it made her furious. And I understand now that there was supernatural forces at play. There were supernatural forces at play and involved in that rage. So what followed was some of the most heartbreaking experiences, beatings, Mm. intimidations, all from a place of I am doing what's best for you, Mm. you know? And I saw in that space, I need to get even closer to God. I needed him. I needed Jesus to be able to survive in that environment. And so the Lord taught me how to pray, how to understand the word, speak to me in an audible voice and taught me how to worship using the scriptures. That was a setup for what I would walk into later on in my life as a worship leader. I remember also the miraculous way that he helped me forgive my father. I was 19 when he passed away. I had been a Christian for one year. And then one day I was sitting under a large tree on campus in Trinidad and Tobago, on the campus in Trinidad. And I I said, God, I just feel like I need to forgive my dad. I felt the Lord speak in my heart, saying, forgive him, release him. And I was able to do that, that in that moment. Well, a few weeks later, my mom was looking uh, in, you know, in the newspapers as she is wont to do on the front porch. She was, you know, just reading through, turning the page and she got to the obituaries. And there she saw a picture of my father. He had passed away. He didn't live with us. There wasn't a harmonious Amicable relationship between them. I hardly spoke to him. I met him in public places for 20 minutes at a time every few years. And so there was no way that we would know that he was even sick. When we spoke to him, the few times we got to talk to him on the phone, he sounded like a normal, healthy man, but he was dying. So she called, as you know, after she saw the obituary and we basically had to hunt down family and friends and we found out that a few weeks before he died that he was asking to see me. He was asking to see his daughter as he was dying and there's only one reason you do that. And that brought me peace because I realized that the Holy Spirit was leading and speaking to me about closure, about forgiveness, even though I never got to see him. And so it was, it was just a beautiful experience. At the funeral, I got to meet my other siblings that I had never met before. And you could, you could pretty much make us out in a crowd. We all look alike, just different shades. You know, Um, it was just beautiful. And we had uh, a point of connection for years, a couple of years after that. Now they were quite older than I am, like 20, 25 years older than I am, I would say, Mm. because my father was significantly older than my mother. But in that space, I found healing. I found a bit of my identity. I found closure and i was able to move on with my life with a with with peace in my heart about much of their relationship my mother and my father's relationship and my relationship and lack thereof with him wow. what I did, and what what was important about that was In this time, I was given a scholarship by Rotary International. It was the first year that they were going to give a two-year ambassadorial scholarship and where you could study anywhere in the world. And I chose Florida State because I was alone. I was coming out from the Caribbean, and I didn't want to spend winters alone. So as we were preparing, and the Lord did miraculous things and spoke very clearly about what he was going to do, one of them was the children that I would have. Now, I had never considered having children before this. There was no, there, there were no circumstances in my life, if you know what I mean, that would make me consider or even be cautious of having. Children. Um, I remember one day clearly the Lord saying, go to Deuteronomy 6. Uh, I did not know what Deuteronomy 6 was about. I wasn't versed in the Old Testament yet, but I knew that I'd heard him clearly, audibly. So I went, took my Bible, looked up Deuteronomy 6, and it says the Lord will take you out of the land of bondage and into the land of milk and honey. And at that time, the world was considering America the land of milk and honey. And so Mm. I continued to read. It said, I'm going to take you out that I might bring you into this good land that I'm about to give you. Uh, Houses that you did not buy, filled with good things that you did not, you know, that you didn't purchase, uh, vineyards and olive trees, and I find that fascinating. Be fascinating because now I live in Clovis, where there are vineyards and olive trees. I mean, my yard is lined with olive trees. I had a big, wow. small little grapevine in our backyard when we moved in. Uh, there are vineyards around us. We, you know, it's, it is
0: fabulous
1: how different points of that scripture has has come. To pa- have come to pass in my life
0: wow how fun how fun
1: it's just wonderful truly the most significant part of that is the part where he says and when your sons ask you according to the niv translation when your sons ask you and i understand that it could mean children but that particular day i was reading about sons i did not conceive children until I was 39 years old. So this is 20 years later. And it was through circumstances beyond what we could have imagined. I was actually told by my gynecologist, OBGYN, uh, as I was telling her, we're trying to have children after we were married for four years, and I can't, we can't conceive what's happening. So she said to me, you know, You may not be able, you might not be able to have children. And it was shocking because I had waited all of my Christian life, had honored the Lord in this way. And I was devastated that after waiting all this time, after having honored the Lord, that I would not be able to have children. My healthcare provider was a man of faith, and I called him immediately, and he said, you know, we will have faith for you until you can have faith again for yourself.
0: Wow. From your, from your doctor? My doctor. Love it. Goodness.
1: That was so comforting to me. And then I remembered that word in Deuteronomy 6 where it says, when your sons ask you, why do you live the way that you do you tell them you testify of god's goodness you tell them this is why because the lord brought us out of the land of bondage into the land of milk and honey and that we were to follow him all the days of our life and not go after other gods wow well well, pastor mark I called together my community of faith, we prayed, we believed, and five months after that news w- was given to us, we conceived our first child.
0: Wow. We, d- we decided Uh-oh. to
1: wait. We decided to wait until he was delivered to, to know that he was actually a boy.
0: Wow. Just
1: as, as the Lord had said,
0: it was you a boy. You five. Five is the, the, number, the number of grace. Yes. Yeah. Wow.
1: By God's grace, we conceived a boy. Four years later, we conceived again Amen. another boy. And so the Lord made good on his word. We were able to take it to the bank and see him do what he said he would do. And I have two robustly healthy boys.
0: So good. So good. Oh my gosh. So um, do you you mind if I ask a couple of to interject a second? So so I've noticed some of the feedback that I've received um, uh, by doing the podcast, people really enjoy hearing about how you hear right mm-hmm. hear God, and so um you know when you when you go all the way back to the play that you attended, even before the play, you heard, and you say audible yes. voice, I mean were you looking yes. around to like who was speaking, right? yes, and then when you were in uh, the church building, I think you mentioned when they were having a prayer. You, you actually heard of like it was it was yes. not in here you 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 no, felt like someone audible. actually speaking to you yes so much so that I you thought turned someone them, like, was at the,
1: on my shoulder
0: right i was okay. offended <laughs> <laughs> like who
1: are you i don't know
0: you like, like you don't know me. my stuff leave me alone <laughs> okay so that is that's pretty exciting because you know you know when we talk about hearing god sometimes um I explain it to where, in a sense, God's communicating with us. And sometimes mm-hmm. he communicates through his word, sometimes through like impressions. Sometimes we I have a thought that mm-hmm. absolutely that's not our thought. We know, we know how pure and holy and good that thought is. And we were maybe another direction. Um, and I, I think it's fascinating that it was so audible to you that it, it that absolutely had to be about another person, so to speak. Yes. And so, um, and then the Deuteronomy 6, was that also the same when you were, the, when that experience happened? It were was,
1: you... I heard it, but it came, it was loud on the inside that God. in my head, a different kind of hearing, a different kind of knowing. But I knew it was not of me because I didn't know about Deuteronomy 6. I, I wasn't versed yeah. in yeah. the scriptures. There was, you know, there was no yeah. one teaching me. But to, 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 to feel that yeah. unction, as we would say, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. influencing my uh, intellect.
0: Right, right.
1: And when I go there and, and, it, you know, the scripture bore out in my life, right. there were times that I have felt the Lord just as I grew in my faith and in my intimacy with God. I began to, as the scripture says, think the way God thinks. And sometimes hearing God now, is it's so rapid fire. It feels like my thoughts. And I have been told uh, in ministering to other people that it's like an exacto knife. It's very clear, very clean, very accurate. Um, to God's glory, you know, uh, I mean, the pleasure is mine, but the glory is his to keep um, very, very specific um, ways of speaking, uh, leading me to a scripture, giving me a, a visual or a, some people would say vision, you know, mm-hmm. um, dreams that play out exactly um Hearing right. his voice audibly again—it is life with the Holy Spirit is no boring game. This is <laughs> this is stuff for the movies. It it is just yeah. wild. It
0: well, is you know, very exciting. I, I really like that um, that you mentioned, and and, and part of your uh, testimony is is him giving you a scripture to go to that you didn't. We didn't know what that scripture was and where it would yeah. take you and what it was going to, what was going to be enclosed within it. And so, um, cause that happens to me quite a bit in my life. And I remember one time we were, um, we were going to be moving and, and I spent days and days, you know, searching on realtor.com, that kind of stuff and looking for a place. And, um, and in the middle of the night woke me up and I like, okay, is this you, Lord? He's like, yeah, you know, you know um, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. show you your, he said, I'm going to show you your house, your home. And uh, I said, okay. So I get up and I started walking to the living room where my laptop was. And he said, where are you going? I said, <laughs> and to the laptop, I thought that's, you're, you're going to show me my home. He goes, no, 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 it's your Bible. I was like, oh. Okay, oh. and, and I said where to? He said Psalms. I'm like okay, and I said what number? He said 23. I said okay, so I'm going through it, and um, and then when I got to the 23rd Psalm, like mm-hmm. I realized, oh, it's the 23rd Psalm, and so I was re- so I I was reading through it, and I don't know if you know, but the you know what the very last um sentence in the 23rd yes. Psalm says yes. You would dwell in the house of the Lord of the all Lord. the days of your life. Yes, and it and I didn't I didn't have it all memorized exactly, and I didn't remember that part. But when I read that part, I just started bawling. Like I I knew that I knew mm. that that's what he wanted to like. It doesn't matter where you're going to live. You're exactly. Mine. Does that make sense? Like I because we we we've gotten a little stressed out about the whole moving process yes. and. Uh, it was so sweet, and I just kind of teared up a little bit. I was like, "Thank you, Lord." And and I knew what He was telling me. And um, yes, and I said, "You know, anything else?" He's like, "Nope, that's it." That's
1: you it. Can Go back
0: to Oh Like, oh my god! I love it. I uh, love it. And I got back in bed, and I was like, "Are you sure that's it?" Because I'm ready to go back to sleep. And He goes, "Well, your home will be ready in the morning." And then I'm like, eyes wide open. I was like, Whoo-. "Yes."
1: to sleep now yes like, yes, yes. And sure now enough, i'm too
0: excited <laughs> and sure enough we, you know, we found our home in the morning and that's where we moved to it was it was mm-hmm. like that experience where he sent me to mm-hmm. his word where i could not doubt i mean i suppose i could but for me there was it left no doubt that mm-hmm. he was speaking to me and that yes. the previous thought or word or what i heard was from him, does that mean like he yeah. pieced those two yeah. together? That, yes. like, you, yeah. you like, he pieced together this speaking to you with yes. his accurate in his word yeah. that you didn't know what was in Deuteronomy six, and then yes. it came to be over the time period of your life, yes. and you can go, Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember, like, it's yes, it's in, and then, like, you said, you giving testimony to your children, which, by the way, is, is kind of. I don't know if uh, we've talked about this, but stacking stones, the ministry literally is from Joshua four where they stack stones. So when the kids, um, the children and the peoples of the earth would see the stones and they'd say, what's that about? They'd have to give testimony. So you're already doing that. um, And in the word that he's given to you, to your sons, I mean, it's, I, I must say it's one of my favorite ways he speaks to us is that he yeah. sends us to his word. We discover something that we hadn't read before in that way. Yes. like, whoa, oh my gosh, that was God. You know, like, yeah. like it's like he even like like he wants to remove our doubt is 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 how I indeed. See
1: that. Indeed. And I have found too that God has spoken to me to warn me of things that are coming. For example, there was one night that I had a dream that there was a hand just up to the wrist, there past the wrist, and on a board, the hand wrote, I will fix it in cursive. Weird, I don't know why. Why cursive? But I woke up the next morning and and why that was significant was I was pursuing my my permanent residency with a lawyer here in the U.S. as I lived and worked for religious organizations. So everything was in order. There was nothing that should have been wrong. Mm-hmm. The next morning after I woke up from this dream, I got a call from the lawyer. She says, oh, things aren't going so well. Ooh. And so I remembered the dream. And I said, wait a minute, what is going on here? Well, Pastor Mark. She calls me, subsequently, within a day or two, I can't remember exactly, but within a day or two, she calls me, she says, the person who is signing off on green cards has your application in his hand right now. And a few hours later, she called and she said, it's done, it's been fixed.
0: That is so good.
1: And that was it. He fixed
0: it.
1: He fixed it. Just as yeah. he said he would.
0: Amen. And uh, that's so awesome. You know, there's there's that place in the word where Jesus is telling us, like hey, or telling the disciples at the time, but let's see that as him telling us that he has to go away. And it says, you know, I he says, I and I will send uh, this my spirit.
1: Yes, and,
0: and there's a phrase in there that lit, that's, that says, "And he will tell you of things to come." To come, come, like, yes. So, yes. I mean, uh, that time I was telling you about, like, we were looking for a place to live earlier a uh, week or so earlier. Um, uh, in my quiet time, the Lord said, "Hey, you're 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 going to be moving. Get all your things together. Get prepared. You're going to be moving." And I told my wife, I said, "Hey," and at the time we were leasing um a house uh kind of a transition period but we we were we were leasing from a believer and so from a from a fellow um believer and so so i said i said hey this is what the lord told me and her first response was god would not have us break our contract he would not have us break an agreement like let's we really need to press in on that i said oh well i didn't i didn't say when he just said you're going to and get everything together start getting everything together now and she she said, OK, well, all right. So we move forward in agreement that we're preparing. And if something needs to happen, God will do it that Friday. So that was a Sunday night that Friday. I get an email from uh, our landlord. And the, the the subject line said selling, you know, our address. That was the that was the subject line. He's selling our house. And in the email and we're already like a five day head start. Getting ready, getting our financials, and getting organized, and started looking for homes. And um, well, I did, and so I read his email and just started laughing. Well, indeed. Like, oh my gosh! Like the Lord told us this was coming. Yes. He already yes. prepared yes. us. And I also we we thought about how how we could have read that email had not the grace of our holy spirit had not told us
1: prepared you
0: prepared yes. us like we could have popped into a posture of oh my gosh you know we're uh, uh, you know that all that you know that sometimes happens when we get surprised but we yes. didn't have that at all and yeah. so i emailed him back and said hey uh we kind of got a heads up on this love to tell you about it and um, the Lord told us, you know, I told him a little bit in the email and I'm not kidding. He called me immediately. And so <laughs> he he was a believer, but he had not walked in like having these conversations with yes. God and the Holy Spirit preparing and leading. And um, he was all ears. He absolutely he said, I want to come over. Let, let's get together and, and I'll talk about this. I would I want to I would love to hear how that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was super fun because. <laughs> Uh, and, and our lease wasn't up for like four or five months. And so that's oh another my. reason. My wife was like, Oh my. We're not yeah. even close to being done. Yeah. And so after we were visiting with him, with the landlord, um, he's like, You know what? Um, however, um, if you want to buy our house, you know, you want to buy a different house wherever the Lord leads you. And no matter what is left on the lease, however, like you guys have all the time in the world. But I want to be in alignment with with how God's leading you too, and I would love to step into that. Um, yes, and it was really a fun experience of God leading us by the Holy Spirit, who's telling us of things to come, and it still yes. happens. But that was probably one of the most. That was one of the probably early on in my hearing from the Lord, recognizing that that's Him, that He was, uh, and then telling us of things to come. Uh, warning, kind like yes. I think yes. at that time in our walk with the Lord, we still, we still had to, we would still probably stress out instead of having this calm. And He knew that mm-hmm. the guy who owned the place was looking at selling it, and um, and He kindly, like the sweetest Heavenly Father, just wanted to help us not have a spike in stress or spike yeah. in worry. Yes. We agree. Kindly. Um, he knew us well enough to know would <laughs> probably happen. And like, mm-hmm. you know, your kids well enough to know mm-hmm. we might not go over very well. Maybe we need to have a little talk before that happens. Right. Like we do that for our earthly kids and he's way yes. better parent than us. You
1: know, Pastor Mark, I want to share something that I think is really important here. Um, I want to share a story, too. Um, I don't know who is, you know, reading this or, or listening to this or n- needs to know what's happening uh, in their life, but I want to. Sh- I feel like I need to share this story, if you okay.
0: wouldn't mind. Yeah, sure, we got that. So my
1: husband, we moved to where we are right now, and the Lord definitely showed us what would happen before we moved. And it did come to pass, as he had said. And so we knew that we were meant to be here. But, my husband's job began to get difficult. And in the just as it was getting really, really hard and it was stressing him out, it was just something that we we were just praying about and asking God, please please help us. Uh, but we knew that we were called here. so we so I'm asking the Lord Lord, what you you surely did confirm this. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, we said nothing to anyone about what the Lord had said to us, and we watched it come to pass. But the job became difficult. So we said, we're going to have to look for a different job. But we're called to, I, I heard clearly from the Lord, you are called to this city. So one day I woke up, and as I'm waking up out of my sleep, I heard the Lord say, something great. Is about to happen, and you will awesome. jump for joy. So I said to my husband, "This is what the Lord said to me," and he was just discouraged, mm. as he would be want to be. It was a very difficult situation, uh, and I was befuddled. I was like, "What? What is going to be great about this, Lord?" Just in my honesty, you know.
0: All right.
1: Time passed. Things got worse and worse, and then one day, my husband said, "I was I'm fired. I was fired today." And in my heart, I felt peace. I remember saying, "Lord, it is done. This part of the story is done." And I said, "You know, there was a, another." Uh, job that was courting you, why don't you call them? Because I had felt in my heart that that was the place that he needed to be next. And Pastor Mark, within 12 days of being fired, he was hired by this other company. Wow. We sat in our living room That Friday night, after he had submitted the contract, slack jawed in awe at what the Lord had done. If I were to tell you the details, you probably, if you didn't believe that God does the things that He does, you would just not believe it. Something great happened. And we were just beside ourselves with joy. There was a pay increase, significant pay increase, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There was financial provision in addition to that. The work environment was more suited to him. He was a, he's able to come home during daylight hours to be with our family. The stress levels have decreased. The camaraderie with his coworkers has increased. He's been able to be involved in the worship team at church. My children see their parents worshiping and serving the Lord together. We were just amazed at how the Lord turned this around. And we did not have to move as the Lord had directed us, just wonderful. And I do want to encourage whoever is listening, hold on to God's word, take it to the bank like money. He will not fail. He will not
0: fail. Man, That is a beautiful word. I agree with that in my own life, but also for those who are listening. Yeah. I think that's a great place to to stop. How do you feel about that?
1: It's good. Uh, you know, we have the, the miracle testimony, but if we don't need it, we don't need it.
0: Amen. Well, how about, Nate, we might have you come on another time. How's that?
1: Yeah, sure. I would love to.
0: I would love oh, to. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed um, your testimony, and and I just pray those that uh, the Lord um, ordains to hear this will also be encouraged and know that um, He's a good God and He's with us and He wants to communicate with us. So, mm-hmm. thank you so much for today, Novella. So thank appreciate you. you. So praying a blessing over you and your household. Thank you, everyone. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Take care. Bye bye now. Bye. If you would like to give a testimony of hearing God or seeing a miracle, we would love to hear from you. We invite you to pray and ask the Lord if this is a time for you to share that testimony. And if it is, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Please email us. Our email is info at stackingstones.life. Info at stackingstones.life. We just pray that the testimony of Jesus will encourage you to pursue him even more. God bless you.